So I watched the Super Bowl. Super Bowl Sunday just happened. It's pretty much my favorite day of the year. I'm not a massive football fan. That's my dad. My dad is a a diehard Bills fan. Big OJ guy. My mom has talked to him several times about that. He, he She doesn't want him wearing the jersey around the house. She goes, that is terrible. That is disrespectful. Everybody involved in the prosecution would be very offended, not to mention OJ's family. Take that off. And he keeps going, no, I like it. I just, I, I want it on. It makes me, it, it just, it, it, I don't know. It draws attention to me. It draws, it draws eyes on me. I like to jog with it. That's what, that's what he keeps saying. And, um, yeah, my mom just keeps saying she, she just, she leaves a picture of Marsha Clark on his pillowcase every night, just saying, Hey, she's watching you. She's got eyes on you. You bastard. No, I'm kidding. He doesn't wear the OJ Jersey. My, my dad's an honorable man. I don't know, but he is a bills fan though. And, uh, OJ is kind of like a, a weird cloud over <laughs> all of that. But, uh, yeah, no, it was a really fun weekend. We watched the Super Bowl on Sunday. We, we went over to my, uh, my old buddy Mike's place, who I, I, I've reconnected with over, over time. And, uh, we, we had a great, uh, we had, we had a great little night. We just sat back, watched the game, watched the, and I, I wasn't interested in the game. No one's ever really interested like, I, I want to learn more about football. I was never into it as a kid. I never had the body for it. I was a smoker. I never had the energy. I was I was hanging under a bridge with all the smoking kids, with all the kids with the hoodies and the Paramore t-shirts. And I, I never really got along with them, but that was, I guess, just my crowd that I just always like to watch and, and I guess, uh, observe. I was like a bird watcher. I was like a bird watcher without the creepy mustache and binoculars. I didn't need that. Well, I couldn't grow facial hair. But no, never a big football guy. I want to learn more about it, so I'm trying to invest myself in the games more. Uh, but it's, it's I don't know. It, it is what it is. It's kind of like baseball to me. I just, I, I love watching it. I'd love to see, I, I've been to an NFL game in Chicago. They were, the Bears were playing the Saints I remember this was 2013. It was me and my dad and my uncle. We uh, took a little pilgrimage down there one weekend just to watch the bet. We, we, I have a family friend who lives in Chicago that my dad grew up with. And uh, we, we just watched the game. The four of us, we got sloshed and we sat next to a nice couple from New Orleans that kept shouting for peanuts. I remember that vividly. But the Bears ate shit. And uh, the family next to us, they just they just wouldn't stop screaming. I'm like, you're, you're going to fucking... Your lungs are going to collapse. This lady was like 68. But it was a good time. and That, that, that was my football experience. But yeah, I mean, the game the game was good. I wanted the Bengals to win. I like the underdogs. I, I was expecting, apparently, the, the Bengals fans behaved quite well after their loss on Sunday, which says a lot about their city. I've been to Cincinnati. It's a very quiet town. It seems nice. People are friendly. You're, you're right across the bridge from Kentucky. I took that nice little walk over there. It's just a little... Little quaint American town. Flags out on the porch. There's people watering their lawns. I would, uh, they would nod hello to me because I don't make eye contact. I didn't say anything. I just kept walking and ended up at a Target somewhere. But uh, yeah, nice, nice city, Cincinnati. I would have loved to see them win the game. 
But the Super Bowl, the Super Bowl again, it's my favorite time. We we, we just sat in a basement. We just watched uh we watched everything. We watched the commercials. We watched Mike Myers as uh, like a hundred year old Doctor Evil. My God, can he fucking stop that? I'm tired of these these throwbacks to shit that was popular twenty years ago. It's it's depressing. Every time I see a movie like one of those sequels to a film that like the last movie was made thirty years ago and they're rebooting it now with all the same actors from thirty years ago, it's depressing. Everybody gets old. Okay, it's just a fact of life. Everybody gets older. It just seems like they're just trying to milk the the glory of something that was cool back in the 90s, like a Bill and Ted type thing. But Keanu Reeves, like he shaved his beard in that in in Bill and Ted 3, and he just looks visibly older. And it's nothing to be ashamed of, but it's not the same thing. I'm going to get older. I'm, I'm already seeing the wrinkles. I'm... This is embarrassing to admit, but I'm on the I'm I'm starting to use the Rogaine a little bit because I am thinning out a little bit up top. I don't think I'm going bald. My friends tease me all the time, but I am getting a little bit older. I think you know people always say, Alex, you look you look 18, you look 19, you look you know you still look so young, and that's true. But mentally, I'm exhausted at 30. God, I can't I can't wait till 30. What what does 31 have in store? But it's, um, whatever. Yeah, the commercials were good. Game was interesting. The halftime show, which everybody's, people are talking about the halftime show more than they are the actual football game. And for good reason. It was incredible. It was the best halftime show I've watched in my lifetime. It, It was way better than that shit a few years ago with Katy Perry. She was dancing with a shark and that turned into a meme. Just, there was just a random inflatable shark behind her. She's she's flaunting her her cleavage and a sh- like I I'm I'm th- that was the first time I wasn't paying attention to the cleavage I was focused on this weird fucking Nickelodeon you know animatronic not animatronic but you know the word just yeah weird great white shark in the bag and he was dancing just inflatable animal like come on I want to watch I want to watch the uh, I want to watch the twins. But great halftime show. There was Dr. Dre. There was Snoop. It was. It was just. It was a medley of great classic songs from 2004. That was my. That was my heyday. That was. That was my time. And I loved it. I loved watching it. It was only 15 minutes. It was shorter than I, I thought it would be. For all the uh, the talent that they had on there, it was Dr. Dre. There was Snoop. There was. Uh, uh, Kendrick, Mary J. Blige, who I'm, I regret I was never really a huge fan of, but she was great for what she did. And, uh, 50 cent with the upside down thing, everybody, you know what I made, I cracked a couple of jokes at first, but then I realized to myself, it's like, yeah, again, it goes back to the older thing. People were making fun of him for packing on a few of the pounds. And then I thought like, holy shit, can like he, first of all, he doesn't look that big. Plus, he's he's now in his mid forties. He's probably skipping out on some cardio. What the fuck do you want from the man? You know, he's probably afraid to lose weight. Remember that movie that he years ago he did? I forget what it was called. I I don't want to look it up because I'm just gonna get I'm gonna get sidetracked. But it was a movie where he had can- he was a football player who had cancer, and he lost a bunch of weight for it. He lost I I think maybe a good six, 50, 60 pounds. He dropped fifty. Curtis Jackson, 50 cent drop 50. He turned those cents into pounds. 
but he lost weight for that, and nobody saw the movie. Nobody went to, it was a, just a box office bomb. I think Ray Liotta was in that, doing whatever the hell he does. As far back as I can remember, I've always wanted to be a member of G-Unit. He played it like his coach or some shit like that. It was just, it, no, it was a bad movie and nobody saw it. But he worked so hard to drop the pounds far because he needed to play a guy who was who had cancer. And yeah, just it came and went. There's like weird pictures of him on the internet. He's like very, you know, like his eyes are popping out and, I thought it was fake when I first saw it, but no, he lost a, a, a significant amount of weight to play this role, and nobody gave a shit. So yeah, no, he's probably he he probably has a few reservations about losing weight for you folks because he doesn't he doesn't want it to be in vain. But yeah, he was hanging upside down. Great shape for for a guy, listen for a guy that people are like poking at for for gaining a uh, you know a couple inches. That's you know in, in that's an impressive feat for somebody who's supposedly fat to hang upside down. I can't do that. The only other person I've seen do it successfully is Rob Schneider and Deuce Bigelow. No, but I love Fitty. That was awesome. And then Eminem came out. He performed Lose Yourself, which was incredible. It was like it was all just a nostalgia rush. This is one of the few times like I, I always goof on how we're we're a society dependent on nostalgia now. Like everybody's just fucking mainlining Sonic the Hedgehog and Star Wars. You know, I know chicks who are 36 who just have a fucking tramp stamp of Darth Vader's face. But I, I liked it this time because it was just artists that I remember from my childhood. In my 20s, Kendrick Lamar ruled. It was just a great, great night of, of music or whatever, a great 15 minutes of music. I've rewatched the video six, seven times at this point. But it, it was awesome. And Eminem, and people are giving Eminem shit because he kneeled. He took the knee. And like, I don't give a fuck if you took the knee. I don't give a shit. I, I know it's probably him trying to make... It's probably more, again, you have to always take, whenever celebrities make a political statement of any kind, you have to take it with a grain of salt because there's this whole thing about, well, they need, they want the clicks and they want the likes and they, they need to keep their career going. I don't give a shit that he took the knee. I mean, if, if it's a political thing against police brutality, whatever. I mean, I, I think we're kind of, you know, that, that was a thing that was like three years ago. I don't know if the football players are still doing it, but yeah, he probably wanted to ruffle some feathers. Oh, is that my... Is that an intruder? I think that's like the... Is that the window? Oh, fuck. I feel like I'm in The Conjuring. I think that's the window. It fell for some reason. Wait, whatever. Eminem took the knee. Is that Eminem? Fuck. Is that... Ghost of Proof telling me, hey, shut your mouth about my guy. But Eminem took the knee, and it is whatever, Right? He's he's made a living off of black people's music. I mean, he owes them a thing or two. And there was that funny meme going around. I wish I had thought of it. Every now and then there's a joke where, where I'm just, I, I sit back and I go, am, am, should I just quit this? Like, I, I have confidence in my joke writing abilities, but this is just too good. It was, it was you know, don't blame Eminem for taking a knee. Remember, his knees are weak and his arms are heavy. Like, that's that's a funny joke. Like, you know. And I'm a huge Eminem fan. I, I wish I'd thought of that. Yeah, but he took the knee. 
whatever. Can we think about something else to give a shit about? Everybody's like pissing and moaning and all kinds of stuff. Like my dad has a Super Bowl buddy that he's he's a cop and he was he was complaining about it. And oh, we shouldn't. Let's turn the channels. This is these guys just talk about you know killing policemen and whatever. And my dad was like, "We're not. It's the halftime show. It's the most popular fifteen minutes of the year. We're we're not turning it. Leave the room. Close your eyes. Do whatever. But we're we're not. You know." And again, like I support the cops, like you know, I, I've run into a few dickhead cops, but I, by and large, I, I believe that they're necessary for society. Whatever, I'm going down a rabbit hole. I'm not. I'm I'm making a political statement now. I want the clicks and the likes. Either, either way, with Eminem taking the knee, I don't I don't care. Whatever, I I, I am a little disturbed and and. Uh, disconcerted by woke Eminem, by the by the notion of a woke Eminem. I feel like I've stepped into a bizarro world of some kind, where I don't know, like, 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 Billie Eilish is not a. She's like plumbing. She's like doing other things. Like, I don't know. We got um, OJ Simpson playing baseball. Just people doing weird things that are out of their element. Ugh. Yeah, woke Eminem doesn't fit. Woke Eminem disturbs me. It's it's woke Italians and woke Eminem. Those are the two people that I'm I'm. When you see these cats going woke, did I just say cats going? Oh my god, shoot me! Cats? Did I just refer to someone as cat? I'm getting a little too comfortable in a room by myself, thinking that I can just get away with saying anything. Just whatever. If you hear this berate me as long as you want for saying describing people as cats but but i don't know it's, it's when when people like that when you see italians and eminem <laughs> one one is an entire group of people that i'm stereotyping and then another is just one individual guy but when you see them getting woke that is the sign of a changing society eminem has made a career off of saying the most abhorrent shit in music really he was talking about you know gay this gay that homophobic this homophobic stabbing this but you know all kinds of stuff he was talking about murdering his mom his wife he had a whole song kim where he just described he plays out he acts out killing his wife that was his whole shtick and he did that for 20 years the song Love the Way You Lie is just about a dysfunctional, abusive relationship. And he describes tying his girlfriend to the bed and then setting the house on fire. That was a lyric in the song. And people went apeshit over it. And now he's just in a parking lot rapping, doing a 20-minute long freestyle about Donald Trump. This Donald Trump, I can't stand him. No, I literally can't stand him. I need a wheelchair. And, and some kind of, I don't know, cast for my heel there. I don't want, I don't want my homies to see because he'll stare and mock me. I'm so small, I could get on a horse and act like a jockey. Whatever, just fucking, I'm rambling. The, the rap skills have not transcended into my 30s, everybody. 
Yeah, woke Eminem is kind of like that bully that you had in high school who beat the shit out of you, called you every slur in the book, gave you a swirly, stuck you in your locker, followed you home, banged your mom, whatever, whatever they did, and they just terrorized you throughout your entire adolescence. And then you see them 10 years later, and they're like, hey, do you want to go to dinner? Can I buy you dinner? Can I, can I, can I just take you, can I buy you a milkshake? Can I just maybe give you a massage? Can I just make it like, they're just kissing up to you. It's maybe not the greatest comparison, but it's all I could come up with right now. It's late. I saw Eminem in concert and I'm a huge Eminem fan. I saw him live and I don't think I've told this story. I saw him live in Camden, New Jersey when I was 14 years old. It was me, my dad, and my cousin. We drove down there from Ottawa. We were living in Ottawa. I was there for three years. My dad was on a job placement, and we drove all the way from Canada down to dirty Jersey, Camden, New Jersey. And at this point, Camden was, I believe, the first or second most dangerous city in America. If you're not, uh, if you're not familiar with uh, the old sea town, Camden, New Jersey is the home of Campbell's Soup. That's where their headquarters are. So there's people, there's people, I don't know, man. They'll shoot you in the face for, for some of that fucking cream of mushroom. Holy shit, man. They got, they got chicken noodle. They got a trunk full of chicken noodle, man. They're at traffic stops. They're, they're getting stopped at red lights. People are doing 20 down there for fucking, I don't know, cream of wheat. That's that's different. That's not soup. People are doing 20 down there for chicken noodle, man. I know a guy who's doing 15 right now. He got caught with uh, about 1,000 cans in a duffel bag. But that was uh, that's Camden, New Jersey. And uh, Camden, Camden is, is a tragic story. It's just... Uh, they have a, a police force that's pretty much disbanded. They have um, one of the, I, I believe, at one point, the worst unemployment rate in the United States. And we were there right in the middle of it, right at the, like in the fucking heat of everything. Camden is right across the bridge from Philadelphia. So it's Jersey, Pennsylvania. We're right on like the Jersey, Pennsylvania border. You cross the Brent Franklin Bridge and you're in Camden. And we went down there. We drove down. We had a beautiful drive. It was the three of us. And I, I, I remember. It was the summertime and we were moving back to Toronto and I was like this rebellious teenager. My whole family, we had moved a bunch of times as a kid. My parents felt terrible and it was hard, but my parents felt terrible. My dad says, hey, Alex, uh, I'll talk to your cousin. This, this summer, I'll make it up to you and we're going to go down and do something. So we got fucking Eminem tickets. It was an anger management tour. Uh, it was, it was it, yeah, the anger management tour. It was this great big, massive tour. It was hitting New York. It was LA. It was Chicago. It was Houston, Miami, fucking Camden, New Jersey. And my dad managed to snag some tickets and we drove down there, the three of us. I have a fucking good dad. I'm not afraid to say it. My, my whole Eminem thing, I guess it was because I was bullied in school and I, I felt like I could relate to Eminem because he was angry and he wore a hoodie and I don't know, he had blondish. He had very blonde hair. I had blondish hair. But no, I never grew up with a single mom. Was, there was never like that kind of craziness. There was only a little bit of Vicodin in the home. So yeah, I, I, my my fascination with Eminem is and and relatability. It's 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 limited. It's superficial. But we went down, and we drove. It was a lovely drive down the uh, Pennsylvania countryside. We drove through Philly, over the Ben Franklin Bridge, into Camden, and uh, 
crazy time. And my, my dad said we're, we were staring, staying in Cherry Hill, New Jersey, which is just outside Camden. That's where all the Philly, that's where all the Philly athletes live, right? The people on the Phillies and the Flyers and the Eagles and the Sixers and like just everybody, everybody lives out in Cherry Hill. And so our, our hotel was there. But my dad says, you know what? Before we go to the hotel, I'm going to get off the highway here and I'm going to, I want to just drive over by the waterfront. And I want to see the actual stadium that we're going to. So my dad thinks, okay, like we're going to drive. We're just stay, staying by the waterfront. We're not going into the city. We're just going to go and just drive through and get back on. We get off the highway and it was like, I'm trying to think of a film that best describes like a film that is comparable to what we witnessed escape from New York, possibly it, it was terrifying. And I I'm in the back with like this little mini fucking, I'm, I'm like on a game boy. I'm fascinated. I'm, I'm I think I, I was playing Pokemon yellow. I was about to catch a fucking Caterpie and I'm not even paying attention to this. And my, my dad starts panicking because it's just boarded up houses, a boarded up McDonald's. That's that's how you know you're in trouble when a fucking when your town has a boarded up McDonald's, when people are too poor to pay for McGriddles. And we're there and and my dad's driving through. My dad starts panicking. He's like driving through red lights. He's driving through fucking at one point we come across this field where the like houses are dilapidated. There's like houses that are burnt out. Uh, again, also boarded up, but it's this wide open field that we come across and it's just nothing but a junkyard. It's just, it's burnt out, flipped over cars. It's garbage fires. It's a bunch of guys huddling over garbage fires, staring at us. And my dad starts panicking even more. And he gets to the point where he's like, okay, I got to stop. And I, I got to think, I got to think. So he stops up at a red light. He's trying to find his way back to the highway, but I don't know. We've gone too far and it's like a maze. We're just fucking... My, my dad's just rattled and my cousin's starting to get rattled too. He's I'm, I'm 14. My cousin's maybe about 21. I I'm still in the back. I've caught the Caterpie. I've moved on to a fucking like a Dragonite. I'm paying a no mind, but I remember my dad's sitting at this red in a cop car eases up next to him and he looks over at the cops and they're just giving him the dead eyes. Like what, what, what are you doing here? What, what are we, what are we doing? What are you, uh, is this a prank? Is this punked? Is Ashton Kutcher about to jump out of the bushes with a camera? Like what, what's going on? And he just kind of waves at them. They wave back at him and start laughing. And, uh, Anyways, my dad goes through the red and a couple minutes later he gets back onto the highway. But that was like that was just a hood Camden, New Jersey moment. We could have been killed. We went through a war zone. I can say that I have been to Iraq. It wasn't, I guess, Iraq, but it was it was pretty crazy. Pretty, pretty close. So, anyways, we get to the the hotel in Cherry Hill. I remember we we had a quick dinner, grabbed our tickets, got in a cab, and then went over to the Tweeter Center by the waterfront in Camden. We went through all the shit that we we drove through earlier, and it was just this wild thing. But I remember it was crazy. And if you're unfamiliar with the Tweeter Center in Camden, New Jersey, it is uh, the, I guess, the site of the legendary Bill Burr Philly rant 
that is still lives on YouTube in a pixelated video. And you can only really see snippets of it. But it's uh, it was epic where he just goes on that rant and he's just calling them racist and he's calling them and and saying, oh, oh, you you know, he's going after the Eagles and he's going after the Phillies and he's going after the Flyers and he's just fucking d- digging into them the only way Bill Burr can. And just uh, it was just wild. But we were there. We were there about a year before I think that happened. This was 2005. Bill Burr's thing, I think, was 2006, end of 2006. So I remember when I saw that, when I saw that Bill Burr video and I heard what he was saying about these people, I remembered back and I went, uh, yeah, I was there. I've seen it. I was in that element. I was just fucking, it was it was 60-year-old guys with Eminem tattoos on their biceps. I remember there was a guy who was dressed as Jason with the blonde hair. There were people puking, throwing up. There was a single mom with her two kids. They were in the row in front of us. I remember Lil John came out. It was a whole tour. It was it was Lil John. Then it was Fifty Cent and G Unit. It was like the WWE. Just everybody had their own crew of guys, and everybody was promoting something. And a big uh, a big power before Fifty Cent came out. A big PowerPoint uh, kind of dropped down like a big screen and played the preview to Get Rich or Die Trying. Remember that classic? It was about to come out. And then uh, that happened, and then 50 Cent, 50 Cent rocked it. He was, like, showing, like, softcore pornography on there, and there's fucking two kids and a single mom in front of us, and the mom is just looking livid, saying, I'm going to send you to live with your father. I can't handle you fucking kids anymore. Bringing me to this. I know he lives in Arizona, and he's part of a militia, but goddamn, we can't do this. And then Eminem comes on and just rocks the house. He plays like a whole thing. I think he was promoting Encore, which is known at that point as like his worst album. He's done albums that are way worse at this point, but Encore was like at that point kind of the bad album. But he played songs off of that. He played uh, Cleaning Out My Closet. He played Business. He played he played all the hits. He played just a medley of shit and then closed it out with Lose Yourself. And I remember at the end of the night, everybody's filing out. I'm I'm on a different planet. I'm 14. And I'm just, I just saw Eminem perform Lose Yourself from 8 Mile, which was my favorite movie at that time. And it was just an incredible night. Still one of the more memorable nights of my life that I just think back and I go, that was just me. I was the happiest fucking kid. I was with my dad and my cousin. So we're filing out. And I remember we are just ambushed by this group of protesters outside, and they're handing us flyers that say, hey, 9-11 was an inside job. Click on www.ifuckmycousin.com and, and find out the truth, whatever it is. And they're handing us flyers and whatever. And I remember we're walking across the street to go wait for a cab. There's a bunch of people, just like a congregation of folks waiting for a cab. Like, and there's, you know, taxis picking everybody up. So we're like, okay, we're going to go over there. And I remember just as we're about to cross the street, there's a cop car standing there. And one of the cops says to my dad, he calls him over and says, hey, um, if you don't get a cab by 1 a.m., make sure you come back to us because by that time we're going to pull out of there. And as soon as the cops pull out of there, as soon as we leave, this all goes back to escape from New York. Everybody comes out. The drug dealers, everybody, make sure you find a cab. If not, we are going to take you guys out of here. 
<laughs> we got offered a fucking police escort. It was wild, man. But anyways, we got out of there. We got the cab. I remember we were talking to a guy when we were waiting. He was, uh, I think, a Navy SEAL. He was just this big fucking guy. And I remember him just, you know, talking to us. And, oh, you guys are from Canada. Oh, I worked with the Canadians. I was in Kosovo. I was in, you know, it was this cool thing. And I just remember that. That was like kind of a nice little sort of cherry on the thing. And then we drove back the next day. It was fucking super cool. Loves it. Loves it. Love those memories. Love that story. Yeah, it was a great weekend. I hung out with some buddies. My buddy Mike at his place. We watched the game and we ate chicken wings and those nice little chicken wings. Those chicken wings from a place called San Fran's that I, I went to when I was a teenager. And, um, yeah, those nice little biteable ones. Like it only takes you like like a tiny nibble, and you finish the wing, and you can eat like twenty of them. Those are my favorite kinds now. Yeah, but then uh, the night before, I went over to another buddy's house, and I don't like social gathering. I don't like social gatherings where everybody. I always have to have a cigarette now before I go into any room full of people because I'm just awkward like that. There's too much noise; it just fucks with me. But I remember I went and I had a great night. I hung out with some older, but uh, some old friends of mine from high school, and we just had a hell of a night. I left at four thirty. I remember I passed out on the couch, but it was cool. I, I saw some people and had some cool convos and all kinds of stuff. Did I just say convo? I'm just using words to, that I'm not used to. I don't know if I'm like trying on a personality. Uh, I gotta get my head checked. But uh, yeah, great night. Great night. And I got two of my buddies, my buddies Nick and my buddy Mike. We're, we're going, uh, they're going to come out of the podcast and we're just going to reminisce over old high school stories at some point. Hopefully next month when everybody's available. I got a bunch of guests uh, lined up for next month. But um, yeah, I guess that's pretty much all I want to talk about. This has been fun. This has been a fun episode. I like telling the stories and all that shit. Uh, something's off podcast. Don't forget to get me on Instagram. Something's off Alex DeWitt. Don't forget to find me on TikTok. Uh, I am at the comedy bar on Danforth. I've never been there before. I think it's, it's new. It's only been, it's, it's only been open, I think for less than a year. Uh, but I'm there at 11 PM on Saturday night. We're doing the late show. My buddy Tyler Morrison and Rob Mayo, they put together a, a great show for people and I'm, I'm featuring on it. And I'm super stoked. Uh, so if you can make it, get those tickets. Uh, I'm going to put this episode out on Friday for people if, if they want to grab them. Get them at eventbrite.ca. And it's going to be a sick show. We're going to be there 11 p.m. So, uh, yeah. Sums up podcast. I am Alex DeWitt. That good is.